You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, friends. Happy hump day from Rachel and Thomas Autry. We are here behind the microphone at Behind the Bliss Podcast. So excited to bring you this conversation. It's going to be fun, wild, a good catch up. We we need to catch all up. There's a lot that's been changing in our lives and not that necessarily like you need to know, but I always, I like listening to other people's catch ups. Yeah. Maybe I'm a snoop. I'm just, I'm just extra nosy. <laughs> so in case you're a snoop and you want to know what's going on, literally behind the microphone in our home, here we are surrounded by scattered toys. That's right. And in our living room, just ready to share our lives with you because that's what we're about here. We love just bringing you real life, the mess, the chaos, all the things, the beautiful, the holy and everything in between to maybe make you feel a little bit more met in your mess. And balanced in the bliss is what we say man couldn't have said it better myself so here we are we're really excited to be back with you okay what do we need to catch them up on there's quite there's quite a few things on our list well last time we talked we were talking about ollie's birth story right yes so if you haven't listened to oliver's birth story then highly recommend you go back and listen to that because it's beautiful and fun and lovely and that was the last time yeah that was the last time you joined us and the law has changed between then and now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm like spark notes version or like full on version. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So first things first, I feel like um, I mentioned this on the podcast or sorry, on Instagram and people were like, wait, what? Tell me more slash. It's a little bit confusing for friends of ours that are civilians and don't understand military life. But spoiler alert. Um, we have stepped away from full-time military life. So if you've been following us for the past few years, then you've been on this huge journey for us slash with us to basically get Thomas trained as a pilot for the United States Air Force. And there's a lot of details we won't share there because this thing called OPSEC <laughs> we try and keep things confidential around here as much as possible. We don't share a lot of military details just because things are sketchy. We trust y'all, but also there's always this one or two people that I'm like, you don't need to know all the information. So um, we have been in military training for the past few years. A lot of the episodes we've recorded have been on military bases. So you'll probably even hear like airplanes in the background because that's just been our life. But we finished, I say we because it was team effort. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. We finished military pilot training. Um, and what, when did you finish, Seer? Like, I guess technically like July yeah, of July. 22. Yeah. Like, so this past summer he finished. Um, and technically, I'm going to explain all this in civilian terms. So pardon my lack of like formality in this just because I'm just going to put it in this like plainest terms because there's so many acronyms and <laughs> confusing parts about this story but basically we finished full-time pilot training in july um and then thomas kind of like owed them back for lack of better terms um some full-time 
out at base to get local trained. training. Yeah, here like in local training. Right. For the Birmingham base. Good point. Yes. Um, we finished local training. Those orders lasted until December 31st, a.k.a. New Year's Eve 2022. And we are on to new adventures. We kind of decided, like, hey, do we want to stay full-time military? Do we want to take a step back? Um, Thomas has been in National Guard, so Air National Guard, this entire time. Which, if you're not full, like, full, what is it? like Active duty. Active duty. Yes, thank you. Then you basically serve one weekend a month, and that's called Drill Weekend. So there's your full-on military synopsis of where we're at. Thomas is part-time military. Full-on military spark notes synopsis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Thomas is part-time military. When I got hired to be a pilot, I was hired by the Alabama Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. And we have been on a journey the past couple of years to be to go throughout full-time training for the Guard. And now that training and is complete. And now we're complete. done. <laughs> yeah. So check. Uh, cross that off our to-do list. It was a really big task. <laughs> Took two years to finish. Um, so now we're here on the other side of it, deciding what we wanted to do with Thomas's career um, and decided to pivot. And he is now a civilian pilot. Um, Thomas, do you want to tell them what you're doing? Yeah. It's really actually pretty freaking cool if you ask me. Yeah, so a uh, cool opportunity out of Birmingham specifically. So we were kind of like Rachel we're said, not moving. Yeah. we were, you know, we're not planning on going anywhere, but we were met at a crossroads of uh, furthering civilian career, military career, a bunch of different options. And so we tried to look at which option afforded the best work to family life balance that we could experience for this season where we're at, especially with little Olipop crawling around maybe at some point and Maddox being the amazing specimen that he is these days. He's just completely coming to life. We're but. just like in the littles stage <laughs> of life. And I don't think Thomas wanted to miss this really precious time. You don't get back, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of sacrifices in this industry over the next few years. So is there an option out of what we were facing that was still a great propellant towards the future? Um, but also afforded the most time at home out of the options that we had in front of us. Yeah, let me interject. So I think something that I didn't realize saying yes to this career field, which is kind of (laughs) obvious, hey, I didn't think of it sooner, is that aviation is not Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, or like 9 to 5. It is, um, I mean, it is middle of the night, it is holidays, it is for several days, um and a lot of jobs are like this too it's not only aviation it's just interesting because i I guess like our lifestyle doesn't look traditional because of it and so when we were faced with opportunities we were thinking maybe he could go fly for the airlines like delta american united like things like that that you would fly if you were going to go travel then we're thinking maybe private like if are there people we know here in the southeast that need a private pilot like to go like golfing or you know to their business meetings or do we want to stay military full-time i mean there are so many thomas says it he's like there's no better time to be a pilot than now so if you have an itch to be a pilot like go for it but there's not a traditional route necessarily you know so you kind of have to like pick and choose everybody has a different journey but same you know means to an end i guess means to an end is not the right way but 
hopefully the same goal at the end maybe but everybody has a different journey it's kind of a choose right. your own program um, what are those books it's like you choose your next path like you can choose your do you know what i'm talking about I don't. did you ever read those books you know you don't read never mind <laughs> um <laughs> okay there's books you know what i'm talking about choose your journey and you can pick like do you want to go this route or this route and then you come to another crossroads you're like this route or this route yeah 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 it'll land with somebody yeah. So as we were looking at these options, we landed with a company local here in Birmingham called AirMed International. Um, they are a part of a bigger company that, you know, is all over the country and does ambulances and helicopters. Serve, yeah, the and, medical field. Yeah, yeah. medical transportation. Um, you would recognize a lot of, of their companies. However, in Birmingham, they have a specific program that they fly a jet all over the world and carry passengers that are U.S. citizens that are traveling abroad and may get hurt or need medical attention and travel home uh, some way other than the commercial airlines on a airplane that has been retrofitted to be a air ambulance, pretty much. So, like, you break your leg in Switzerland while you're on your bougie ski trip. You're not going to fly Delta. <laughs> you're like, that's so uncomfortable. Insurance might cover AirMed, and that would be your ticket to ride with Thomas. Maybe. Or when you book your ticket and you choose down at the bottom and like insure this trip for however much money through this partner, like sometimes AirMed is a partner with that company. Mm. Um, you know, lots of different ways that they go through this. But my job is essentially to be a pilot for them that we have um, started the journey of more training for them to get me it never ready. ends. <laughs> um, but we've officially um, took a position with them and I'll be flying um, all over the world on a full-time basis. Um, but it affords a lot of time at home because it's kind of on an on-call schedule, similar to like right. a doctor's rotation, like, certain amount of days that you're on call and a certain amount of days that you are, um, you know, expected to be hard off of the schedule. So um, it seemed like a good option for right now. And we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. Ask us in a year. OK, because we haven't really even started yet. That's right. I will say Thomas was gone all last week, which I don't really talk about when he's gone online because that's just like, Mer, that's not safe. Uh, Mer. <laughs> he was gone all last week and it, I... I'm like patting myself on the back. I was so low parenting. She crushed it, all of week. course, as you all can imagine. No. Well, y'all, listen, I had to call in the troops. I was like, 911 mom, please come <laughs> and help me. So we had Honey come and help us. She got me squared away, got me caught up on laundry, like all the things that moms are amazing for. So she came and helped a lot, set me up for success for that week. And thank God she did, because truly, like, Poop hit the fan the day before I the got home. The day before Thomas got home, which also what another testimony. Whenever you know in this industry or whatever, when I'm away, just to see in our village around yes. us, right? So yes. like, it's interesting that. because we don't have family nearby, but it's creates a different issue of needing friends yeah. to become like Community, family, right? In yeah. those moments. I think like the easy route is totally to like move home close to where your family is. And if that's what you've chosen to do, then like that's what you need to do. And I'm so glad you did and had the option. Sometimes we're jealous of that. And yeah, I'm like <laughs> sometimes I'm like scratching my head like, like Columbia doesn't sound that bad. Um, but 
we do feel called to Birmingham. And so we've been in this predicament, which I'm sure a lot of you listening may be here too, where you're not close to family, whether you have kids or not, whether you're married or not, and you have to figure out who are my people going to be? Because you do need the people you can call casually and like in tragic situations that maybe you need on speed dial like you would have your family if they were an option. And um, we found out who those people were this past week <laughs> um, because we were caught in very much like a little uh, pickle for lack of better terms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me just start off by saying literally Thomas walks out the door to go to this training to fly off to Dallas and it was supposed to be a Tuesday to Wednesday trip. So like only seven slash eight days, no biggie, right? Like you're like, Oh, this is a week. And it turned out to be literally like 10 and a half days. Because the the Dallas snowstorm, ice storm, everything shut down. Everything shut down. Delayed the class. So he flew in on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Didn't even start the class till Friday, and it was a week long class. So it was Friday, Friday. So he was Jay chilling, ordering room service. No, <laughs> just kidding. Goodness gracious, <laughs> just kidding. He was just hanging out in Dallas until his class started. She says and just then hanging out, but he busted his booty. Yeah, studying. I mean, he had like so many questions he had to memorize. Anyways, we were both doing our part. But meanwhile, back at home, literally Thomas walks out the door. Remy starts vomiting at the back door. Do you remember me sending you that picture? Mm -hmm. Like Remy's getting sick. Boys are going crazy. And I was like, here we go. We're going to do this thing. Then my mom came. Honey calmed us down. She helped a lot. And then she left. And as soon as she left, like things kind of started picking back up again. And then there's the normal like juggling two kids under two because you're already outnumbered. But then Oliver started acting really weird last Friday. Like, yeah, you were at a play date. Well, even before the play date, like I woke up Friday morning and my mom gut was off. I don't even know how to explain it. Like I was watching him and I was like, you're so cute, but there's something Weird, like something's off something's weird took his temperature he didn't really have a temperature um so i just went out i went on with my day i was like whatever we're good we're good um then he started wheezing and i was like that's that's weird because last time we had a wheezing kid maddox had rsv so i just started getting a little bit not i guess not nervous yet but just cautious watching him a little bit more and literally from like three o'clock to five o'clock things went downhill fast we were at a play date um he started wheezing coughing weird like holding his breath thing or and like I, struggling to take a deep breath yeah struggling to breathe i know that sounds dramatic but i don't know how else to say it um i was sending videos to a friend who is a nurse um she works at children's at duke and sent her some videos and she was like gosh rachel like i hate to say it but you need to go into the er and you were like, great, I've already been on the way. I just needed to make sure. Right. I was like, I was already pretty much out the door. I just was waiting for someone to confirm because I also wasn't sure, like, am I just like being really like oversensitive? Am I nervous? Am I stressed? Am I anxious? Or is this actually an emergency? I can't tell. Like, I couldn't figure it out. And so that made me nervous. But to have someone confirm, like, no, you need to be on the on your way to the ER. So thankfully, I had one of my girls, Kaylee. Uh, she's in my tribe, like in the village that we were just mentioning. She took Maddox because we were already over at her house, fed him dinner, brought him back to our house, put him down to bed. Uh, so grateful for her. And I took Oliver to ER. Um, they triaged him pretty intensely, 
meaning like they kind of put kids on the scale one to five. I did not know this, but I learned this. If you work in the ER, you're probably like, well, duh. <laughs> but they they put kids or I guess anybody on a scale one to five. One is like trauma. So you walk in and they send you straight over to the trauma unit. And then two is the step down. They triage him at a two. No way. I did not. You have not told me this. Yes. And I I didn't know this in the moment. They told me later on, but I freaked out. Also, another village moment. We had, like, the boys and I had kind of planned, like, different friends to come over on different nights to help me with bath time and bedtime. Because your hands get really full and things get crazy um, around bedtime. So, anyways, my friend Abby was supposed to come over and help me with bath time, bedtime that night. Um, and she happened to check my location as she does. <laughs> we love Abby. She's a snoop too. Um, she was just kidding. She was snooping. She was looking at my location. She really, she was like, I was seeing if you were still at your play date, if you were home, cause I was going to come over early, but she ended up checking my location, seeing I was at the ER called Thomas. Yeah. And Thomas sent her to ER just to hang out with me, which was really nice to have the company. Well, I felt pretty helpless in Dallas. And so. Right. You had a lot of phone calls you needed to make. You needed to like coordinate. So that's kind of a role I took. So I called Abby to let her know. And that was the first words out of her mouth whenever she answered was, is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I see Rachel's at the ER. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're way ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. She was like, uh, this is not looking good. I'm going to go ahead and wait with Rachel. <laughs> so she came to the ER and I'm so thankful for her company. It was really sweet just to have that like friendly, familiar face. Anyways, they came in hot when we got mad at, or when we got Oliver in the room. Um, we had a respiratory therapist, a resident, an attendee, and two nurses. And they're literally within like the first second we walked in. Um, started like unzipping his little jammies, pulling things off the wall. It just got really dramatic really quickly. And it freaked me out. Um, he's okay. They suctioned his nose, got his oxygen up to happy, made sure he was good. And then they're like, okay, mom, like, we're just going to monitor him, but he looks good to go home. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I can't go home. And I told them, I was like, I don't want you to admit him, but I don't want you to send me home either. Like, I'm the only one. Of course, my husband is out of town. Like, I'm terrified to go to sleep tonight. And they're like, we get it, but he's totally okay. And that's where I figured out he got triaged too. The doctor was like, just to let you know, we triaged him at a two, which is very, like, really drama. Yeah. Um, but you, he's like, I don't know if you've noticed, but people have backed away, like, aren't checking in as often. Like, that's because we're confident and, like, he's doing okay. So that gave me some confidence, too. Came back home. Kaylee, my friend who put Maddox to sleep, literally had cleaned my house, made me gluten-free cookies, and her husband had brought us Zaxby's so that I had food waiting for me when I got home. Angels. Like, what the hecky? Yeah, the actual best. Um, I say all this because I just want to encourage people like Kaylee and I are new friends. We met each other at the park because our boys were playing together. And my friend Abby and I, um, old friends, but similarly, like we just kind of introduced ourselves to each other and found similarities. And I think that's just like what you have to do as adults. We have a whole episode about this with making friends as adults um, with one of my good friends, Leah. So if you are a girl like me and you're like, I just need people in my life that are going to show up when things start falling apart. Um, it really, it does. It, yes. It takes intention, but it also takes um, courage just to put yourself out there. Especially when you do it like Rachel, because if, 
if our uh, friends from the streets are listening to this, we you you, you know what story <laughs> you're talking about if you've been listening to the podcast for the past year or so. Yeah. <laughs> but Rachel literally is not above asking some people that are walking their dog on the side of the road that look like we could be friends, asking me to pull over and say, "Hey, I'm Rachel. Um, are y'all new here?" <laughs> like, that actually happened. That He's referencing a, a story that we talked about. Yeah, about a year ago on the podcast. I I I did do that. I'm like, that's embarrassing. I did do that. <laughs> um, but I think it just takes you being brave. And I I know that sounds like really scary. and It's not very safe to put yourself out there and risk rejection or someone not ever following up or whatever. Um, but I think it's worth it for moments like this. Just to even have in the back of your mind, like those few people you can call if things were to fall apart. Um because it's not really an if, it's a when. And nine times out of ten, when you actually do call on those friends or ask for help or step out of your comfort zone and ask for a favor, people are just so delighted that it actually strengthens your relationship once right. you take that step. And yes, that's needed a lot of times. Some of my best friendships are the people that I've been through the most with. And like, that's what brings us together is... Me, like yeah me being like i need help or for her to be like hey i need help and me yes being so pumped that she chose me to help her out you know so yeah it does add like a a level of intimacy to the friendship that i think is needed to make those like lifelong friends so anywho i'm saying all that because i'm not i'm i'm not like bragging on myself and saying like oh yeah i got all these people in my life like we've just put in the hard work to have those people on a list and you and can also, do it too you can totally do it too at the beginning of this new journey, it was a good test of a, a little glimpse of what it look, yeah. could look like of me being away yes. and then fearful of things that could go wrong and how you would handle them. Yeah, no, truly like my worst fears ever while you were gone almost all happened in one week. <laughs> and so this was I joked. I was like, yeah, this was training for Thomas this past week in Dallas. But it was also training for me because I got to figure out like, what am I going to do if this were to happen? Like we got a plan. We got a plan. Um, or if we don't have a plan, we know at least who can help us make a plan. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, that was this past week, kind of a wild ride. And, but now we're getting our feet back under us. Um, we're together as a family, happy, reunited, watching all the Disney movies, playing outside. Yeah. Normal stuff. Back to life, back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. We House like projects. It house projects yeah so update we have a lot of half projects going on right now in our house <laughs> i feel like that's just adulthood like home ownership is like never really finishing one project before you start another absolutely especially if you have a husband that wants to do it all himself yeah yeah yeah. it's okay um it'll be amazing one day so today actually today we re-wallpapered i don't know how to say it basically like when we moved in the people the previous owners put up wallpaper as like, an accent wall yeah as an accent wall in what we have made the boys playroom to be but I, I, it wasn't bad but it wasn't cute i don't know how to explain it <laughs> like it had bugs all over it which kind of freaked me out it's like beetles and i was like no 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 we don't do bugs um and then it, it was contact paper so it was easy to take down and I picked out a new pattern, which I'm going to talk about more on Instagram soon because it was with a campaign, like a like a brand. And it was amazing. honestly super cool. Yeah. 
it was amazing. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, spoiler alert, the brand is called Love vs. Design. So L-O-V-E versus V-S Design. Um, and you can pick out your pattern, but then you also get to pick out your colors. So like you pick a pattern you like, and then you can make any kind of combination of colors they have available. And there's a lot of colors to pick from. So I was able to truly like customize our wallpaper and it was contact wallpaper. They have that or the traditional kind, but we did contact and we put it up today and it was like, I only cussed twice. It was a pretty (laughs) seamless process. (laughs) I mean, like I really anticipated it being like a nightmare. Yeah. I've done wallpaper in the past as, you know, like working on houses. And I told Rachel, I was like, babe, this is going to be, this is going to be your project because I don't do wallpaper anymore. (laughs) And so I took it on. She took it on. She crushed it. I was there every step of the way, but I was hands off because I was not jumping in. You gave some good pointers. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, that's hard. I don't know. That's, that was hard for me to like sit on my hands, but. And I have a, I have a confession. I think this was the first house project we've done where we didn't argue. Like it did. Wow. You're right. I'm just gonna I also put myself think this is the first project that you were really excited about that I didn't hijack probably. Yes, that's also <laughs> true. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, I actually love house projects. I just ha- have married a guy who is a contractor and basically is good at everything. So, like, I haven't ever had the opportunity to try it on my own because I truly just trust him more with it. But this time I was like, no, this is mine. Like, I got this. And I did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah, you say it was seamless project, pun intended. Pun intended, yeah. No, what, like, I think I said... I really got to do that wallpaper project tomorrow because like the due date for my campaign is coming up where I have to photograph it and share about it and whatever. Anyways, um, like the brand is expecting me to have this content ready for them and I don't even have it up on the wall. It's like tomorrow is the day, babe. Like tomorrow I'm going to hang the wallpaper. He's like, you're going to do it in a day. And I was like, yeah, I have, you know, the time where Maddox is at school and I have nap time. Like, I can do it. I was assuming that she was talking about doing it just, like, in a nap time. And I was like, no way. Yeah. But I did do it. You did it. I did it. I'm really proud of myself, actually. Yeah. You crushed it. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. It looks awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, check Instagram soon, guys. If you're not already over there, head over there. And it might even already be posted, depending on when you're listening to this. I like it. I think it's great. It's classic. It's traditional. Um, And let me just say that like decorating a house for boys is really tough because if I had girls, this would be so much easier. (laughs) But it's hard to pick out patterns that are not like trucks and construction site and dinosaurs everywhere and is tasteful, but like isn't boring. So anyways, we're trying to find the in-between. I think I found it. I'm really excited. So stay tuned for that. Um, anything else we've been working on? Oh, the back porch. Uh, we've been updating people about the back porch on our Instagram too. We're so excited to have a space just to hang out in when it's warm and it's beautiful outside. Not raining. Not raining. Right. So we're at kind of a standstill with the back porch project. We have gotten it rebuilt, kind of. Um, that's that's the furthest we've gotten. We're waiting to paint it, but we can't paint it till it doesn't rain for a few days. But that literally has not been the case in Birmingham. It has rained probably once every two to three days for the past like two months. Yeah. Or yeah. I haven't been here or whatever. Right. Or the days that it is sunny for four consecutive days, Thomas is stuck in Dallas. So 
that's kind of just been our story with that. I'm really excited about that one, though. Whenever it's finished, we're going to have a swinging bed. It's going to be the hangout spot. I'm really pumped. And then we did Maddox's room. Oh, yeah. We hadn't even talked about that. Man, yeah. we have knocked out some house projects. We have projects. done it. Yes. Fist bump. We painted Maddox's room. The color we chose is Booth Bay Gray by Benjamin Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Benjamin Moore, Booth Bay Gray. You can Google it. It's really beautiful, like dark blue gray. I'm proud of you on that, too, because I feel like once you pick the color, you didn't waver. I was really scared of having to paint this room like twice, <laughs> but it was a super sick color right from the bat. And yeah. you had a vision and we're ready to go. I'm just going to say, like, I think this is like having white, creamy, dreamy, white and bright houses has been the trend for the past like five to ten years. But it's changing where people are starting to experiment with color have more fun with patterns and i am here for it i'm so excited it makes me want to like wallpaper or paint every single wall all right calm down there i know i'm like so excited (laughs) um now that we found this company love versus design slash colors that i really am excited about i'm like let's paint this wall let's paint this wall let's wallpaper this it's gonna be a blast uh but we did paint maddox's room are doing a bit of a rearranging and hanging things on his wall I also really love the new trend of like darker colors, but then having everything in the room the same color, the trim, the wall, the the doors. Yeah, the super windows. trendy. I, I'm, I'm kind of about that. Yeah, it has been so fun. It's also funny that whenever you start doing research about whatever it's going to be like cars, houses, design, you start appreciating that thing so much more, you know, so... When I go over to other people's houses, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Taking note, you know, we're like yeah. before I would never have noticed it. So you steer where you stare. You steer where you stare. Where did you hear that? Just kidding. I quote that all the time. <laughs> um, Yeah. So that's what we've been up to as far as house projects go. I'm trying to catch you all up on all the things because there's been so much going on. Yeah. In our in our world. Um. And then you had your Galentine's event this past week. Yeah. The first time Thomas was left alone with both boys. Oh, yeah. That is a huge part of that evening. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I did a Q&A on Instagram a few weeks ago, and someone said something like, would you ever do another Birmingham meetup? And I'm like, heck, yeah. I love meeting up with people in person. It's like gives me so much life to this little journey corner of the Internet thing we've got going on. And so... um, of course, it's like easy because I have so many friends in Birmingham already that I just like want to have a huge girls night with, plus the people I haven't met yet that I know are friends online. So we decided to put together a Galentine's event, which Galentine's Day is the day before Valentine's Day, February 13th. And we met up at Nation's Boutique in Homewood right next to Cookie Fix. Oh, Cookie Fix is the best. Rachel knows exactly where Cookie Fix is. I'm pretty sure. The I frequent it often. Can drive there. With my eyes closed. Yes. Yes. I love Cookie Fix. Um, We met up at Nation's Boutique. Super cute. Love their mission. They basically support uh, missions around all the different nations in the world. Really cool. You should look into it. Slash they have really cute clothes. So we met up there and left the boys home with Thomas. Whoop, whoop. He did great. I, I called him at the end of the night and I was like, how are y'all doing? 
and you literally you you're like we're good it's literally how you said it and i was like are you okay you're like no we're good i'm like no you said it weird like you said we're good yeah and i was like no we're fine like you don't hear crying in the background like we're okay i just don't know if i've done it with the same flair that you may have you done said, it pizzazz. The pizzazz. Yeah. <laughs> like i haven't done it with say pizzazz but we're all alive i was like that's all that counts yeah yeah um it was so sweet i got to meet so many new friends like elena and i met ellie i met leslie i met so many friends so anyways ellie girly if you're listening to this as you're driving to tuscaloosa for your job hey <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's like so sweet for real to be able to hug people and know that what we're doing what we're talking about is landing because i like you sit behind a microphone. I say this sometimes. I'm like, you sit behind a microphone and you talk and you're just not really quite sure whose ears this is going to reach or if it's even going to encourage them or inspire them or give them the spunk to go do the thing that they really want to go do, you know? Or if anybody so, wants to listen to what we've been up to the past couple of months. And- right. You're like, this is so <laughs> obnoxious. What the heck? And then people are like, no, I love it. Okay. This is good to know. This is really good to know. Anyways, just to be able to hug them and encourage them, but also be encouraged by them was really important to me. So I'm glad we could make it happen. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again. Um, Maybe in more cities than just Birmingham. So if you want to do a meetup in your city, holler at me. I'm like, I like to travel. Yeah. We could bring the squad. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. What about some of the new fun stuff that we're watching right now? Ooh. Uh, I got two. Yeah. Um, okay. Two shows that y'all need to watch if you're not watching them already that are just like really fascinating for different reasons. Number one, we are loving special forces. What is it? The, the world's toughest, toughest test. Toughest test. Yeah. Okay. So special forces, the world's toughest test. It's on Fox. And the premise of the show, do you want to explain it? I feel like you do a good job. Explaining um, it. I mean, it's just taking celebrities that may have been famous for different reasons throughout our culture and then putting through them through an organized test of like what a special force forces operator would go through in like training military yeah so it's like a train a 10-day training of the boot camp that a special force operator would have to go through and how these different celebrities in our culture would navigate it and is it going to push them is it going to inspire them change them mm-hmm. and it's pretty fascinating yeah, I think we're on episode six. So it's like we're caught up with real time. Like when it comes out, comes out every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the time. Anyways, check your local listing. But for real, like I think it started out with 16 and then now we're down to five. Something like that. So yeah. they can drop out like they can voluntarily withdraw. But you kind of get a taste of what that training is like. But then also you gain so much respect for these celebrities. Um, I think it's just cool just to see different challenges and stuff. Now, granted, it's very it's like a g-rated dramatized version. what is that word did i just make that up dramatized dramatized yep that's what i meant dramatized. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll add that to the dictionary yeah yeah i like i think the first episode we watched i was like is it really like that and thomas is like well i mean granted he hasn't done the actual special forces training but he's done a lot that have come very 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 close um he said something like well this is like a PG rated version of what was typically R. So <laughs> if you see it, it's like a little sliver of a taste of what it's really like. So um, 
I don't know. I just I, I think all military things like that are pretty fascinating, especially training and things like that, like mental toughness. Especially so when cool. you put someone that's like so not been groomed in any fashion into that right. scenario. Like but. who are some of the things? Oh, like I don't know if you watched John and Kate plus eight on TLC growing up, but like Kate Gosselin is one of them. Is mm-hmm. that her name? Kate Gosselin? Uh, uh, um, uh, I think so. Maybe yeah. not. You get the point. Yeah. Um, And then Hannah Brown from Bachelorette is on there. Um, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Yeah, basketball players on there. Um, Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' sister slash if you mm-hmm. watch Zoe 101. Mike you know Piazza. Mike MLB Piazza. player. MLB. Hall yeah. Famer. Um, pro ski player. I mean, Yeah, ski there's player, a lot of Olympians. LOL. Uh, pro skier. skier. There's Olympians on there. I don't know. It's just fascinating. Soccer player, it's really cool. Women's soccer players. Yeah. Lots of people. Yeah. Famous really actresses. Cool. Yeah, real housewives. Like, they're all on there. It's a great group of people. Anyways, love Special Forces. And then the second show we've been watching is The Parent Test. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes. Okay. The Parent Very fascinating. Test, really cool. They have taken 12. Is it 12 different? Like, 12 different parenting styles from, like, disciplined and strict um traditional child led negotiating high performing yeah high um, high achievement right which they all kind of sound the same but they all have their own differences they put the kids through different tests and see how they would perform so like some of the tests have been about stranger danger or respect or like how do they navigate difficulties do they give up like how do they handle failure how do the parents interact whenever you put the child in charge yeah, like if the child's afraid, like how do the parents encourage them? Does the child succeed? It's just been like really cool, especially as we're trying to navigate parenting and what's our style going to be? And like, how are we going to choose to discipline? Because we're getting to that toddler stage. How do your young kids interact in like a high caliber restaurant, you know, right. with like really interesting <laughs> food, you know? Yeah, right. So it's been, it's like really started some super cool conversations. Um, and it's also brought up a lot of conversations about how we were raised. Not so so not only how do we want to raise our kids, but how were we raised ourselves? And it's just been like a really cool, I feel like, new layer of conversation for Thomas and I. It, yeah. It's just also been fascinating to watch. Yeah, but it's like cool. some people in America choose to to take a completely opposite route than we would ever have imagined. And I feel like we can kind of see a lot of what we would like. I mean, in in any parent too, not just us, but like, I feel like you watch the show and gain appreciation for how much thought every parent out there really is putting into the way that they love their families. We're all trying to do our best where they might zone into a specific uh, method. We truly can see different aspects that we appreciate out of every style and figure out, Oh, how can we incorporate this or whatever? It's just a fun entertainment piece that we're not just binging just to uh you know numb out at the end of the day but we're right. able to talk and it's right. benefiting our family and it's been fun yeah yeah really cool um this also brings up to my attention the friendship deck i don't think we've really like um talked about that since we did it with sarah and matt Mm-mm. so we had some friends over sarah and matt um a few weeks ago now like two weeks ago maybe and we did this thing called the friendship deck if you listen to the episode um recently with blake blake beckler love that name um she is a therapist in charleston she joined us in an episode to talk about adult friendships and 
breakups and making friends and really just investing in those relationships. Really brilliant episode. So go back and listen to that. But she created a thing called the friendship deck and it's a game sort of, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's a it's deck a of game, cards. Yeah. yeah. It's a deck of cards. It's like conversation starters, but there's several different levels and you basically pick a card, read the question and answer it. However it asks you to answer it. Um, and it, it also brought up really great conversation. So if you have roommates or girlfriends or want to stir up good conversation with family members around the dinner table, whatever, like totally go get the friendship deck. So if you're craving conversation, like we're talking about. It could even be a fun small group icebreaker. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. be good for small groups. You're right. Okay. I have a question for you. I'm scared. No, don't be. Anything Maddox is doing these days that you would love? Oh, man. He's in a really fun stage. There's a lot in this category. Um, We're obsessed with Maddox. Like, I know that all parents are obsessed with their kids, but we have a, like, I'm convinced he really is truly, like, one of the cutest kids ever. I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot of little things that he is doing, but in general, I've just, I don't know. I'm just loving watching him. Yeah. Figure discover it out. and I don't know, just come into his own, but in a way that like you can see him really processing the things that we're saying and trying to figure them out. Right. Yeah, like, he's gaining a huge context for the world, which is really sweet to watch. So, yes, I could say I love how he says, okay, or let's go or whatever, like now, because whether we're talking about something completely separate or if we're directly talking to him if anybody says okay then he goes okay okay yeah but or like, hey, you we're can gonna explain go inside something now okay yeah. he'll go okay you can explain something and say buddy we don't need to eat a pouch for breakfast like oh, applesauce yeah. yeah we don't need to do that we need to have a healthy breakfast let's go up to the counter and let's make some yogurt and some eggs. Okay. And then. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think getting to a point where you can start to have these conversations and really, like, you know. Reason with him. Reason <laughs> and communicate and see him trust us and listen to what we're saying. I don't know. He's just, he's just the best. Yeah, he's the best. Um, I'm trying to think of other like little fun sayings he's been saying. That he's obsessed with. He says, okay, let's go. Um, or I'll say, he go. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's been nice. Oh, yeah, you know, but don't let us y'all, fool you. Y'all all know what we're talking about. If you have kids, you end up talking in your kids', kids little language, language after yes. they go to bed. And you're looking for something and say, okay, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, Thomas is like, do you want um some ice cream tonight? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you say it how your kid says it. Um, but don't let us fool you. He's really stinking cute, but he did hit Oliver in the head today with a whisk. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just trying to keep it real over here. Okay. Like he is really stinking precious, but he's also borderline feral. So we do our best. We just, we do our best. One of the things I'm loving that has really stuck with me that I think you showed me online, maybe it was a reel or it was something about a guy talking about his kids and how typically we try and parrot them. Right. So the analogy Ooh, was yes, maybe this so is good. a cool experience for you and your husband or significant other to go try. And if you have kids, this is an analogy that is really stuck in my head. 
but take a glass of water and put it in the middle of a pan where, you know, if it were to overflow, it's not going to get your counter really wet or whatever. But all he did was he took this glass of water and he dumped in a handful clump of dirt mm-hmm. and it made the water really murky and there was bits and pieces of dirt floating around and he had a pair of tongs that he was trying to get these clumps out to restore the water back to clear again. And so that was what we typically try and do with our kids. And every time you reach in with the claw and you try and pull something out, you get stuff. It's productive, right? Don't like do this. Like a spoon. Like you're this using all these safe. tools, right? Uh, quit doing this. Let's do this instead. Don't hit your brother. You try harder. You know, whatever you're trying to do with your kids and these different Correct things that you're them, doing. Right correcting different behaviors, instilling different uh, values. You know, some of these things are really beneficial. But what his point was, was at the end of the day, the most beneficial thing we can do to really not purify them, because obviously only the Lord can do that. But um, the most beneficial thing to weed out different um, poor behavior, poor behavior, different ailments or whatever. Yeah is just to fill them up with love. And so in order to do that is he just kept pouring in more water and overflowed that glass. And eventually the overflow of like excess water pushed out all the dirt. Man, it was so cool. Yeah, that is so really cool. But so yes, maybe you've seen the video, maybe not. If not, go home, grab a glass of water, dump we'll, a clump of dirt yeah, in We'll there. link it in the show notes <laughs> if you're confused about this concept. But basically, yeah, he was like pu- trying all these different kitchen tools to pull out the dirt in this cup of water and was not going very far, wasn't very successful. Like he was getting out a little bit, but it wasn't taking care of the actual like right. dirt in the water. And eventually he poured another cu- cup of clean water into this cup of dirty water. And eventually the clean water like lifted up the dirt and brought it out and overflowed it so that all that was left was clean water. There was no dirt left. And the whole concept of like our kids just need us to remind them of who they are. Like, you are so brave. You're so strong. I love you so much. Like, you're one of my favorites. I just, I love watching you laugh. This is so fun. I love being your parent. You know, like things like that, that um, I think a lot of times when we're seeing that, like, I don't know, them acting out or like even just developmentally acting like they're supposed to act. Yeah. It's just it's not like there's trying, anything wrong. It's yeah. just where they're at. It's just where they're at. It's like they really are just craving to know that they're safe, that they're loved, that we're not going anywhere. They can't scare us like we can handle them. It was just a really good reminder yeah. to me that I don't need to be frustrated in those scenarios and feel like if I don't correct this behavior right now in this moment, it's going to get worse or it's going to stick with him. It's like, no, these are different stages that humans and kids go through naturally. Yeah, and. Right. He needs me to be a loving father to him more than anything else. And man, what a cool analogy that we get to see yeah. through parenting of the Lord like in Christ's our relationship yeah. um, that we get are able to have with him through the Lord Jesus. So, right. man, I just that was a cool thing that I've related back to parenting recently that has kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I saw something about parenting, too. That was really cool. Um, different. I guess it just like called attention the importance of these first few years of their life and like really leaning in when the like the last thing I want to do sometimes eight o'clock at night is like that extra back rub to get them to sleep, you know, or like, oh, my goodness, I've been nursing Oliver all day long. Like 
I'm just so tired. I need my me space or whatever, which yes, is important. But this put a lot of things in perspective for me. It was a um, child family therapist basically saying, imagine someone is pouring concrete and however the concrete settles and dries is how it's going to be. And like, granted, you could get a jackhammer and you could, you know, like break up the concrete and re-pour it later on. Anything can change. Yeah. Anything can change, but the concrete is going to settle when it's first poured like an X amount of time. And he was saying kids like children's brains are the same. Like, yeah, how the concrete is poured is how it's going to land. Like it's going to have these cracks. It's going to have like this smoothness or this roughness or whatever, based on the first few moments of the concrete drying or like their brains forming. And us parents, like we kind of, have this really beautiful opportunity responsibility like whatever you want to call it to help them lay their concrete and figure out like build the form build the form yeah like like, how it's gonna get poured this is how the world works and isn't this beautiful and like isn't this challenging and you can do it and like all these things and so it's really um encouraged me as a mom to really lean into those moments and like teach Maddox how to pour his concrete because there's a lot of kids out there that are having to figure it out on their own and Again, like they can, they can totally fix it later yeah, it on. Just with may like take a little more work. God's grace and therapy and medicine, maybe. But like, it's just gonna take more work. And like, wow, like how much of a parent do I want to be to set them up for success to cause them to not have to put in all the extra work in the future? Yeah. Um, and one more thing I want to mention about this, but I saw another post. LOL. Can you tell? I'm like. <laughs> In the stage of life where I scroll at 3 a.m. when I'm nursing Oliver because there's nothing else to do. Um, we saw this really cool post about the scientists that took brain maps of two different children. One child grew up in like a really loving home where the parents tried to go above and beyond for them. And another child grew up in a home where the parents and the child both admitted like this was not a loving home. And... The brain maps both showed something significantly different. Like the brains had matured in completely different ways. They were formed literally so separately with the biggest differences. Um, And the scientist was basically there to say like, you know, scripture says that we were formed in our mother's womb, but how cool is it that God is still using us as parents to continue to form our kids brain and like the reality of what their world's going to be. So the moments that seem hard, the mundane things that like you could get lazy with or not show up for, cause you don't think it matters. Like it really does. So I hope that doesn't like put any yeah, that's cool. unneeded pressure on people. It just, it gives me more of like a purpose to realize the dishes, the bottles, the nursing, the pumping, the diapers, the snacks, passing outing, like passing it out. matters, you know? Um, so that's this may not be the thread of what they were going after, but how long did they give a time of like how long the kids like concrete concrete takes to set? Yeah. Yeah. They said the first five years are the most important. Yeah. Yeah. Until they start being independent with tasks and like their need for you starts to dwindle. Mm -hmm. So sad. Like I hope they need me for forever. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, but that's what they said. It was really cool. Pretty profound. Um, And I guess, like, wherever people are listening, like, whether you are a parent, a spouse, a roommate, a sister, like, a student, um, co-worker, like, 
you have somewhere in your life that you're called to show up and either like help lay the foundation for children in your life, whether they're your own or not. Um, or you are helping someone jackhammer and reroute and redo and reform. Like we, as humans, like we need each other in our village, like round, like, you know, to draw this whole conversation in full circle. Um, like you could be the person someone calls and I pray that you can find the person to call when, yeah, for when sure. life gets hard. This could be happening in your marriage, right? Like we yeah. never, you and I never have to talk about reforming things the way we thought in the past. LOL. <laughs> He's giving me an eye, guys. He's totally joking. That was sarcasm. It just was such dry humor. People probably can't read it. <laughs> Whatever. And no, we, yeah, no, like. But yeah. it, I mean, marriage, like, dang. Marriage Seriously, is, that's yeah. a huge part of <laughs> our first few years of marriage, for sure. Was is, undoing, redoing, undoing, yeah. redoing, yeah. And I, I'm just, like, I think that that also is a sign of maturity and sanctification. Like, if we're called to be sanctified, that that is an undoing, redoing daily. Like, we're called to pick up our cross daily mm-hmm. and have to choose, like, I'm going to die to myself like there's got to be a better version out there and not because it's about me and not because I want it. I, like I need to become a better person for me or for other people. It's because like I am to, to a lot of people, hopefully like a visual representation of who Christ is, whether they know it's Jesus or not. Like I want to be someone who shepherds somebody else's heart and, or introduces God to them because I'm going on my own sanctifying journey. Yeah. And maybe that's from conversations across the table, having coffee, or maybe that's them just witnessing the way that you live your life in a grocery store, the way that you're handling a hard situation or friends from college, like seeing you grow up and become an adult and being like, whoa, she's changed so much, like for the better. Like these are all things that matter and why sanctification is important. So we can all become better versions of ourselves. Absolutely. For ourselves, for other people, for the kingdom. You know, come on, girl. You talk about it. Okay, mic drop. You say it with your chest. Mic drop. That came to church. (laughs) Bringing you, bringing you a word. Yeah. For real. Anyways, it's been on my heart. Like I think, like I'm in this weird season of life where there's so many dreams that I have, and like so many things I want to do. There's so many things that I'm called to do right now, and I can't do all of them. So I'm having to prioritize and figure it out and lean in, but then also like be really spirit led through it too. And I'm just learning a lot about sanctification and parenting and purpose and calling and all of it. But I think that's what we're all learning. So excited to learn it all together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we're pretty well caught up. <laughs> there's nothing else really. I mean, there's a lot, you know? Those are like the main, those are the high points. Yeah. Maybe next time questions from you guys. Yeah. I feel bad. I did ask people online. I was like, do you have any questions? And we did get a, we did get quite a few and we didn't touch on any of them. I'm sure we did subconsciously. I'm sure a lot of them were about like what we're up to and house projects and your new job and stuff. But I just didn't actually answer. Okay. Next time. Next time. Yeah. 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 Next time. Well, Y'all mean the most. And we're so grateful to be able to do this with you, for you, inspire you, encourage you. I pray for you. This is really just like a joy in my life. And so I'm grateful that you listened today and you hung out with us in our special 
my favorite guest ever, Thomas. <laughs> right. You have to say that. No, for real. For real. No. Y'all rock. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go leave us a five-star review. Become an Instagram insider. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the first few minutes of last week's episode. <laughs> it's a great opportunity. You could just pay $4.99. So the price of one cup of coffee a month and you can get a lot of extra content on Instagram. It's a blast and a half. Anyways, y'all rock. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, peeps. See you next time. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.